the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. So excited to be with you here on a Thursday. Once again, getting the rhythms and the routine started. It is the week zero locks. We've got a little bit of a thinner slate, but that does not mean that we are not going to be providing these locks for you. If you want to follow along, youtube.com slash cover30, we will be uh, putting up the full summary of our locks straight off the locks dock uh, at the end. I want to thank all of the listeners that contributed to um, the auction for St. Jude. I believe, Bud, were you, it was either Bud or Tom ended up taking the uh, the highest. money. It depends on what you want to go with because I had the guy who finished second. He said he he missed out by five dollars. He had to go put his kid down uh, to bed. He's like, "Will you do another call for what was it two fifty five? Or I, I can't. Tom beat me on the individual, but but like if you want to count both of them, <laughs> I don't know. Strength and numbers. I'm doing, I'm doing twenty minutes worth here. Ad- adding it all up. Uh, and so for, for the winners, uh, we will have someone from uh, CBS Sports in touch to be able to arrange those Zoom calls so that we can discuss uh, discuss whatever you want to talk about for uh, for that time. All right, gentlemen, uh, thinner slate, but still plenty to get to. Are you all ready to lock it up? Before we start, point of order discussion. Okay. Do we want to continue doing Moneyline Sprinkles as a separate competition, or do we want to just keep them in with the rest of the locks because I'm kind of leaning towards just including money line plays in with the rest of the locks. Agreed. Oh. A bet is a bet. Yeah. But how does that, I like I the win know. loss. I like the, I like I the like win the loss. Type, type idea. So you yeah, like keeping it separate. It's more of a flyer to me. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. more of a, a separate deal. I don't know. You guys okay. do whatever you want. Well, I just, fine. I consider cool it. I may not separate. I would be less likely to take as many if right, they well, were let's keep them separate. We'll keep them as separates. Can we ask a couple more point of order questions? Yeah, 100%. Sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, is there a minimum number of, of games we have to take? For so. in the regular, like a regular week? Yes. Right, I think that we say, four. but it's like I'm minimum three, minimum like th- three, four or five. You can't just like sit on it. Any kind of like, you know, minus 110 to both sides against a spread type bet that's offered at major books, we can take. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can take team totals. You can take, you know, first half bets if you want, that kind of stuff. We introduced... As long as they're, you know, against the spread. I don't know. Tom, Danny, Wait, what do y'all well, think on that one? I didn't hear the question because I was busy answering a text from Danny. We're trying to get... Oh. <laughs> okay. You, like, you- can, I, can I bet a first half spread? Yeah. it's offered at major yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You team totals. Team totals. Cool. 
All right. Because yeah. otherwise I have zero bets for this week. <laughs> well, there is there is a minimum for week zero that is required to at least put something out there. You know, right. you got to get it rolling. Okay, here we go. Let's lock it up. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five star locks are coming since 2005 when Service Academy's locks. Come get these locks. Five star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33.91. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks? I'm 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 living and dying every every point every cover. It's just so those horns are so triumphant. My instinct was to just check on the corn kid to see if he woke up. Then I remembered I have headphones on. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up the whole house. All right, uh, discipline, Danny. You did. Uh, you are the uh, returning uh, yardage leader, though. Uh, though Barton edged you out uh, last year at the very, very end championship week. Um, we are in a normal uh, full slate. We just start, sort of toss it around. You, you maybe want to throw out your best one. Maybe you want to save that. You want to get the conversation started uh, with a little bit of a lighter slate. Danny, I'll still give you the honors. And I, I do you have a play on Nebraska-Illinois? I do. Killer. So let's kick let's it off. It. Yeah. I like it because that's my favorite game of the weekend. I just want to point out too, last year, I could have gone in like when you have a lead, you go into a four-minute drill, shut it down. I was still running no huddle. Like yeah. I was still throwing passes down the field. I was going for the hammer to bring it home. So this year I might play a little bit more conservative down the stretch if I have a lead again. All right. So Nebraska, Illinois, Tom's not going to like this one. Give me the Cornhuskers laying seven. I just think there's a very obvious play right now that's out there that's the whirlwind surrounding uh, Nebraska, that they're going to be distracted by the investigation, by the negative news that's impacted the program. I just I think this could be an, the exact opposite situation where the team kind of rallies around their coach. I think the players like Scott Frost. Um, I think they're more talented. I think they have more depth than Illinois. And I think the, I, the number has come down to a point where – Kind of like, I mean, next week's game, we have Notre Dame, Florida State, but it opened up at nine and a half, ten. It's down to a touchdown. This one's similar, opened up at nine and a half, down to a touchdown. I think it's a pretty safe bet. So I'm going to take Nebraska laying the seven. I can get you six and a half. Oh, even better. Um, Love the honesty. Block fight. Fight, 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 fight. So, uh, I am not necessarily as uh, down on Nebraska or thinking that this is going to be the beginning of, uh, you know, rug pulled out from under them. The whole season starts tanking. I'm a little bit higher on Illinois. I think that especially with this game being at home and uh, with the unknowns from like, like that's a little bit of an advantage from a game planning perspective where Illinois brand new coaching staff, not while, while the personnel, there's going to be plenty out there uh, for Nebraska Scott Frost staff to break down. You know, there is a, an element of a surprise. There's uh, some of the changeover in defense that Tom mentioned on the early edge special on Wednesday. Uh, go check that out on YouTube. And I, I do think that this is a game that Illinois can win. And if I think that Illinois can win it with a decent percentage chance, then all of those points uh, encourages me to, uh, to go ahead and take the home dog. So give me Illinois. Uh, can I get the seven? Is there even yeah. a seven and a half out there? No, there's no seven. And All right, half. I'll, I'll go seven. ahead and take the uh, the Illinois plus seven. I'm I'm rooting for you, Chip, but I'm kind of as yeah, as you said, as I mentioned earlier, I gestured. I'm kind of leaning more towards Danny right now. 
I just, mm-hmm. one of my concerns is, as you mentioned, is Illinois is transitioning from that kind of four, three defense that only played cover three and cover four in every single snap under Levy Smith for the last few years into what is supposed to be more of a three, four kind of maybe four, two, five kind of hybrid defense. It's playing a little bit more mixed, but I don't know that they really have the personnel for it yet. So it's a new scheme with a new coaching staff with guys who might not be fits. And Nebraska fans of all people can tell you about how rough that first year when you're transitioning from a four, three to a three, four, can be so in the very first game of the season against this Nebraska offense that's been game planning for it. I, I do worry about Illinois' ability to slow down the Cornhuskers' offense. Although I don't, I still think that Nebraska's got plenty of flaws of its own. So, Bud, you got a, any plays on this? You know, I I thought about the under potentially. That's um, my second play. But I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I I'm not going to uh, I'm, I'm not going to play the under there. Uh, I, I have two plays this week that that I actually like, and I'm, I'm actually going to bet. Um, but I I'm probably just going to sit back and watch this one. M- maybe maybe play this in live a little bit. Um, I don't know. I under first half is something I would I would look at. I guess they, there's some 27 and a halfs out there. I don't know how how good Tom thinks this Illinois offense is going to be. Uh, but my guess is that this game could start slow. So if I had to play something, I'd probably go under 27 and a half, but not enough for me to fire on right now. Um, what was the the point was made yesterday that uh, in the NFL early, you love the overs, and in college mm-hmm. early, you jump on the unders. A uh, little bit sloppy, a little bit uh, slow to get going. I don't think that Nebraska so – let's, let's look at Nebraska. Adrian Martinez, um, we assume that they are going to be the offense that could potentially be the reason why this game goes over the total. I just don't see the explosive players there that are going to be able to uh, break this thing wide open in a way that's going to get us into – we're at 55, right? Yeah. 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 55. I I just see this game uh, being decided a little bit more in the 20s, where maybe there's a couple of like busted coverage, explosive plays. But I don't think that we're going to see a lot of long, you know, sustained drives with explosive plays and, and the kind of back and forth ping pong that you might need to be able to get uh, both of these teams up into the high 20s. So my second play for Nebraska Illinois is the under. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. I'm not I'm not betting this game because I can't legally bet Illinois football games in the state of Illinois and I would never bet illegally but uh, I I do agree with the under bit because I also think that there's there's a chance with Brett Bielema like I mentioned if they're having problems defensively I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois kind of goes to like you know what you think of with Brett Bielema teams on offense where they're going to try to control the clock and limit the possessions to make sure that this game does stay close if they're if they're concerned about their defense, which I think will depress the scoring. Although, Bud, to your point about Illinois, I do think that they're – or your question about Illinois, I do expect their offense to be a bit more explosive this year simply because they have – they had solid kind of possession receivers last year who you could kind of count on in the red zone. I think that they've got a couple game breakers at the, especially in Isaiah Williams, who can with big plays make that happen in the passing game. So I think they'll be more explosive as the season goes along. It's just I don't know if I'm going to expect it in the very first game of the year. I don't want to do it, but uh, we saw. You remember Bob Bowlesby and Greg Sankey were on the committee together, and they worked closely. It's kind of like Chip and I were ACC boys this year. Double I'll go lock, fight it. Yes, lock, I'll take the fight. over. Wow. Fight, fight. Yes. I, you, the advantages we talked about not knowing, 
I think that is going to favor Illinois offensively. I think they'll put up some points, but again, I think Nebraska will win in the end, but I think it might be higher scoring than people think. So I'll take the over. Love it. So we are dialed into two entirely different ball games, right? Yeah. Like, like exactly. lower, lower scoring home underdog yep. is able to win outright, or at least cover the spread higher scoring. Uh, Illinois can't keep up or can't get stops. And Nebraska ends up winning this thing by 10, 14 points or something like that. I cannot wait for the group chat about 2.15 p.m. Eastern time when we've got, oh, games on Fox. Okay, we'll be midway through the first quarter, an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes into uh, into the game. All right, so what, uh, let's see, Bud, Tom, where do y'all want to go? Bud, you can go first. I want to go to Fresno, UConn. Um, I'm fairly high on Fresno this year. I feel like this is going to be a really good uh, football team out there, uh, and I think they're going to be an explosive football team. Uh, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out like how do I see this game playing out. I think the spread on this game is, you know, is is mostly appropriate, right? Uh, but I am concerned that if this game gets out of hand, that Fresno could pull its starters, uh, and because they have a trip to Oregon coming up next week, uh, so. I got a couple things I, I want to play here. I'm trying to figure out what the best thing is. Uh, I've already bet it a couple different ways. <laughs> Unload the risk all over the place. <laughs> I I think the one, well, I like that. I, I like that too. I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to be uh, like, like that. Um, the one thing I think is going to be nice in this game is the pace overall. And I don't really trust UConn's offense that much. I think Fresno will be able to throw all over them. I'm torn between taking over 24 and a half first half points for Fresno or Fresno minus the 15 and a half for the first half. Both are actually not great numbers. You know, like they're on the wrong side of key numbers. I'd rather have 14 or, you know, 24 even. Um, but I'm, I, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and take Fresno to go over the 24 and a half points in the first half. But I, I think that you mentioned something. I was uh, I said it on CBS Sports HQ last night. the the spring like we the spring game playbook and pulling starters. That Oregon game is is massive. Fresno only wants to get out there and break a sweat and be able to showcase, um, you know, show their players how they're looking. You know, year two with a, a new head coach and they had a strange start to the first year, and you know I'm. I still haven't come all the way around on um, on Fade Justin Herbert's offensive coordinator. Which oh no, that's UNLV. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's UNLV, <laughs> not Fresno State. Um, which may still be a principal, but I I think that Fresno with the Oregon game on deck under feels like a great play. Uh, I'm at I'm, so I'm seeing the game kind of like you are, but I'm just going to go ahead and make the play for the full game under sixty three. I will probably fire some unders in this game in live if it plays like to the game script that I'm expecting. I think Fresno will play very fast. I have some questions about how fast UConn will play. The last time UConn played, they were not crazy slow, despite Randy Edsel's reputation as being a, a defensive coach. But you know, if this if I win this this bet initially, I will probably go ahead and fire some under, you know, under second half under live, especially if it gets out to something crazy and, and the algorithm in live is not uh, not anticipating the starters being yanked. 
Uh, and that game, 2 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on CBS Sports Network. It, Chip, yes. Give me a lock agreement with you on the under. Yes. I think, I think UConn's bad. Like I, just, I think you might see a, you know, something in the 50s to set, you know, like a single touchdown. I mean, UConn hasn't played football in 633 days. You know, I kind of wouldn't. They will be fresh. I kind of want to lay the 27, but I do think, you know, with the next game looking ahead, I think you get the lead and kind of shut it down, slow the game down, run out the clock. So I like the under here. I have a lock for this game as well. And it is UConn plus 27 and a half. I cannot believe the disrespect I am hearing for the defending New York Times <laughs> national champions. Listen, I, I it's mostly it's Fresno. Like, but you said you're high on Fresno. I'm not that high on them this year. This is a team that finished three and three last season, and the three wins came against teams with a combined record of two and fourteen. So I don't take too much away from those victories. And I think that this is a UConn team. I, I just think four touchdowns for that Fresno State team is a bit much. And also, like, the reason you're not you're betting the first half is because in the second half, wouldn't be all that surprising to see Fresno kind of take its foot off the gas and start getting ready for the next game. So I'm fully anticipating a late kind of fourth quarter backdoor situation that I might have to be praying for for the Huskies to get the cover. But I, I really do like them getting 27 and a half points. I think that this team is going to be a little bit better than we last saw it as, and I don't think Fresno's that good. So the the one reason I'm buying into Fresno, if you just use their, their numbers from last year, I, I think we would be you know, more on the same page. They had very weird lockdown rules last year. Oh, uh, in California? In, Cal- in California, but specifically in Fresno, it was uh, like that camp, like Cases were running rampant there. They couldn't get into their building for a long time. Like I, I think there, there's some real upside here that I want to jump on uh, er, early in the season. And so uh, with UConn plus 27 and a half, with you being down on Fresno, is that a pretty view that maybe you'll be in a kind of mindset? Not with, with UConn, no. You sure? Okay. Um, Pretty sure, but maybe we'll see. Why spoil it? All right. Uh, the three thirty p.m. Eastern time kickoff is Hawaii at UCLA. Uh, UCLA uh, seventeen and a half, eighteen points over under at sixty eight and a half. Anyone got a lock for the start of year four for Chip Kelly at UCLA? I've got four of them, so four. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, guess I admit this thing a lot of different ways. Coming up on the other side, Bud's four locks for UCLA Hawaii next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. 
To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, we are are pumped because this is a a relationship that we've been uh, hoping to be able to to show to y'all, to share with you all. It is uh, with Home Field Apparel. Home Field, of course, for those of you who don't know, it's a licensed collegiate apparel company that focuses on unique, premium, and thoughtfully designed vintage apparel. We are all wearing Home Field swag right now. I've got the old Hail Pitt. We got Utah. We got Memphis represented right here. And uh, I mean, Super, super soft shirts. Uh, And what you can do is you can get in on this. You get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield with the code COVER3. It's very easy. It is the name of the podcast. Uh, Promo code COVER3. What we've got here is like you scroll through and you've got all these different options. You got some hoodies, you got some t shirts. The the season, what we've got with the big new Saturday season two. There is a new school collection every single Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time for 16 weeks straight. So far for season two of Big News Saturday, we've seen Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Miami, Georgia, Washington, and Boise State. So many options that you can be picking up home field swag for your favorite team or like some of it is so cool you just want to, even if it, it isn't your favorite team, is Pitt one of my favorite chaos teams to throw on the locks pod? Yes. But did I go to Pitt? Do I root for Pitt? No. But that doesn't mean that I don't look awesome rolling around the park and rolling around the neighborhood in my Hail Pitt t-shirt. So again, if you want to get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield, just use the code COVER3. They are about 25% of my wardrobe right now. Yeah, you. Tom's been slowly uh, a slow burn of home field apparel uh, swag here on the Cover Three podcast for a long time. I mean, the hoodies are so comfortable that I'm wearing a hoodie. It is 90 degrees outside. I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah, I was looking. I'm with you. Like, it's, yeah. it's 85 degrees here and humid. I got my Colorado School of Mines, not Memphis. Colorado School of Mines. That's right. Bud's got, I, I got the Memphis. Memphis State. There you go. Yeah, the old Go Memphis State. Like when Penny was actually playing basketball. Penny played there. and not coaching. Yeah, this is Memphis State. All right. Um, as we mentioned before the break, uh, we've got the uh, the four locks coming up. Uh, but if you're watching right now on, uh, on YouTube.com slash cover three, uh, Chip is in with Illinois plus seven. That is a lock fight against Danny, who's got it locked in uh, over at six and a half. We are also fighting on the total. Uh, I've got it at 55. Danny's got it 54 and a half. Bud's on the Fresno over 24 and a half in the first half. And Tom has UConn plus 27 and a half. And a half. All right. So, Bud, four Give locks. Just, just 85 locks. Yeah. Or- 
All right, I'm trying to figure out how many I actually want to throw on the pod here. Uh, Do all four. It's week zero. You got so much right, time to make give, it up if it goes four. wrong. <laughs> give me UCLA minus nine and a half in the first half. Give me UCLA minus four and a half in the first quarter. Uh, should I save this for money like sprinkle? I played UCLA uh, first half money line on the uh, on the three way, right? So you, you can play the money line tie or or you know the other side. Excuse kind of like me. I got <laughs> I'll, I'll save that. That that's that's minus a dollar ten. Uh, and then I also really like UCLA over twenty two and a half first half team total. So give me those three. Those are kind of related, by the way. I expect UCLA to jump all over Hawaii early on. With LSU on deck, I don't want anything to do with the full game betting here. So to review, that is UCLA minus nine and a half in the first half. That is UCLA minus four and a half in the first quarter. And that is UCLA team total over 22 and a half in the first half. Yes. All with the same game in mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If one loses, you're going to lose four. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Football-wise... I think Hawaii's run defense really sucks. I think UCLA's offensive line is pretty good. I think they have solid backs. They really like their tight ends. I don't think Hawaii has the personnel to uh, to defensively to handle uh, what UCLA wants to throw at them. And I do think that UCLA, you know, despite the fact they may not show a whole lot in the second half, I do think they want to get at least some actual game reps at the tempo that they want to play. And Chip does like to push the tempo, despite the fact that he runs the ball a little more than he did at Oregon. So. I think this is an opportunity to hit. Well, I also have a lock on this game. And Are we fighting? Ye- kind of. Not directly, <laughs> but kind of. I've, I'm hoping you go 0-4 because I am taking Hawaii plus. What's the best I can get right now? Let me see here. For the full Hawaii game or do you want 18. like a quarter? <laughs> Hawaii plus 18. Well, so this means everyone could win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's but there's I, a very likely scenario where everything that bud wants plays out but then also tom is able to get some second half when ucla packs it in and goes super vanilla hawaii is out there you know todd graham's got the sweatbands and he's got the earpiece and he's just singing the hits this is partially because is is you know ucla's got lsu coming up so I don't know how much they're going to be putting out there for this Hawaii games to show anybody. And also just because, as we've mentioned, Chip Kelly's record in the non-conference has never been very good, even going back to his Oregon days, but especially at UCLA. Uh, they are one in five against the spread in non-conference games under Kelly. The lone cover came when they were a 31-point dog to Oklahoma in 2018. The Bruins have only been favored in two non-conference games under Kelly, and they lost both straight up. Uh, Cincinnati in 2018, San Diego State in 2019. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I do think UCLA is going to win, but I think they're going to keep things kind of vanilla and generic and allow Hawaii the chance to kind of keep stick around and stay within this number late. So what do you, what do you have this in? 4117? Uh 42-27. Okay. Or excuse me, yeah, not 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 17, yeah. 27. Okay, yeah. So 15. Mhm. You're getting inside of the key number. It makes sense. Danny, any any play on UCLA? Hawaii? Yeah. I'm being self-control. Dis- dis- <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to jump in, but I'm just going to let it go. I know. I, I'm, 
I don't want to be somebody who's just out here, uh, you know, riding the trendy waves. I will give my, uh, my endorsement of that, uh, that UCLA first half, but I don't want to steal his thunder. I didn't have that going in. My notes for this game were beware of chip Kelly against the spread and non-con, even though like the way that I look at it, if this was played on a neutral field with no LSU game coming up, I think UCLA wins this game by 21 points, but that's not the case. And that's, that's not what we have right here. The nightcap, uh, we'll be doing our, uh, We'll probably link up for our uh, week zero instant reaction at some point after a UCLA Hawaii, much love to uh, UTEP, New Mexico state and San Jose state, Southern Utah, but they could be going on while we record. We will see, but the New Mexico state UTEP game, uh, UTEP is the battle of I 10. UTEP is a 10 point favorite on the road at New Mexico state. New Mexico state did not play football in the fall, but they did in the spring. Okay. All right. How did it go? Well, <laughs> Tarleton State beat him, and a Dixie State lost narrowly. A Dixie State, you know, you can go and you can get all kinds of, like, memorabilia. You know, they've got good food, good blue plate specials. And uh, does, it, does a Dixie State sound like the rival school in a high school TV show? There or we go. School, like <laughs> if you're if you're watching like a, high, a a drama of like a college football team, it's like Dixie State's the rival. I had Cracker Barrel in mind, you know, <laughs> just something like a a place where that where you stop on the highway uh, and and you be able to get something from the gift shop in addition to your meal. So uh, these are two teams that I think are maybe depending on how you feel about UTEP in the fifteen bottom fifteen. You know, bottom 20, these are going to be some bottom 25 contenders when Tom begins his bottom 25 column. UTEP is a two-time bottom 25 champion. New Mexico <laughs> State's been in the bottom 25 playoff multiple times. These are these are two of our blue bloods. And to get it in week zero, just it's it's amazing. UTEP a 10-point favorite over under a 59. Uh, Tom, you you know these teams well. Or do you have a play on this game? I've got I've got two. Okay. Uh, the first one is going to be UTEP minus 10. Because as as you went on, New Mexico State played this spring. It was not it was not a very encouraging spring for what we're expecting for the Aggies coming into 2021. And while I don't expect UTEP to really escape the gravity of the bottom 25 in 2021, I do think that they're going to be better. And I think that they're probably going to be quite a bit better than New Mexico State. So I'm taking UTEP minus 10. And for my second lock, kind of go along with that. I'm taking New Mexico State under 23 and a half points. Hmm. Did you uh I see this? Do you see it anywhere at seven and a half? It it opened seven and a half, but like I thought I, it opened at nine. I see it at seven and a half, but I don't I don't if Tom doesn't have it. I clicked I've, on the site that has that seven and a half and now it's showing me ten and a half. So I, yeah, I, gotcha. I think that, that feed is slow to update. If we're looking at the same thing. Hmm. I'll Initial, take the under BM or CRS. No. Take, I'll take the under. The total under. I think I this game's going to be gross. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> like, if it was seven and a half, I would have jumped on UTEP. Do you realize you gave some of the battle for the silver spade? That's what it is, which New Mexico State's won three, the last three meetings. So we're going to, but I think it flips. I do like UTEP. Just don't like a 10. That's a little too rich for me. Um, you mentioned the record. It's pretty bad when they, like, the, the press release, the game notes said the Aggies were 500. And then without giving much detail, like it was one and one in the spring <laughs> and that the one loss, the loss against Tarleton State was actually a beatdown. Yeah. It was 43 to 17. 
And then they barely squeaked by Dixie State. So I I want to lay the points, but I thought I was going to be able to jump all over it at seven and a half. Ten, I'll avoid. I just think it's going to be a gross game. I'll go under. You can get a 60, Danny. Oh, is there a 60? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me that. There's two of them out there. I'm going to join Danny on the under 60, actually. Um, I like both these teams better than I probably should. <laughs> um, I, I'll get the hang of wait, waiting for the A. Sorry about that. Um, so I actually think Dana Dimmel's doing a really nice job at UTEP. I think they're they're improving decently. Um, but and it, it's, a, it's a slow burn. I thought about taking UTEP here, man. Because New Mexico State was bad. There was some weird line movement stuff with this this week. I don't know if you guys saw, but like this got bet down to eight, and then I think seven and a half, and then it got bet back up. I don't know if somebody was trying to do a pump fake and then wait for the limits to rise up and then you know come over top of it and hit it. You see some stuff like that midweek sometimes. Um, but UTEP plays slow as hell. I have heard that New Mexico State's quarterback has a huge arm. I don't know if he's actually any good. He just might throw the ball really hard. Um, so I think under 60 here is is worth a look, especially because you know Dana Dimmel is not a guy that gets the style points typically. And if they get up big, I think that re- really benefits us too. I'll, I'll be looking to play this live as well. When you say that you like them more than you should, do you think that's because of their neighborhood? Like when you're looking at the other teams that are – in those spots of, you know, one, t- like if you're looking from 110 all the way to 130, that you just are saying you favor them over some of those other squads? Yeah, I think they could be in that sort of like 100 to 110 range. I don't, I don't think they're necessarily have to be bottom 20 this year. There's a, there's a graphic that um, is, is really driving the idea that New Mexico State's a player in this. Like they're, this, they show the the battle of I-10 graphic and they show that New Mexico State has won and covered in each of the last three games and they show the spread and they show the score. It, you know, like you guys know when HQ like really latches on to a good trend mm-hmm. and we're like, we can build a graphic from it. <laughs> like all the lead up is setting up like a New Mexico State, you know, they own this rivalry and then you start to get into describing it and you're thinking, um, you know, I, I I don't know if this is going to be the time. Uh, I'm I, I might have something on this a little later. All right, Southern Utah, San Jose State is the uh, the final kickoff. It is on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Nick Starkle, San Jose State. They are twenty three and a half point favorites over under. Right at the college number fifty six. No one knows what to do with it with the uh, FCS Southern Utah in town. So, does anybody have a play on the the final game of Week Zero? I do. Okay. Lay it. Twenty three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, Southern Utah. I think is actually pretty bad. Uh, you know, relative to the teams we actually give give credence to when they when they play up to this level. I think San Jose State should be able to you know, throw the ball enough to where Southern Utah just can't keep up. And San Jose State just lost its offensive coordinator to where? Uh, to UCLA. To UCLA. That's it. I knew there was the connection right there. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be there with you. I'll wait. Oh. Yeah, lay there. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Right. So the first lock unity of the year is San Jose State minus 23 and a half against Southern Utah. Yeah. 
Week zero, baby. Is that also the first lock infinity? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm, I'm, I will not be a part of that. Tom, Tom Fernelli says, uh, okay. I I am disciplined Danny this year. Before we get to, uh, the money line sprinkles, let's go over again, youtube.com slash cover three. If you want to check it out, Tom has, uh, has no agreements and no fights living on an Island here. Uh, Yukon plus 27 and a half Hawaii plus 18 UTEP minus 10 New Mexico state under 23 and a half, uh, chip, has Illinois plus seven, Illinois, Nebraska under, Fresno, Yukon under, and San Jose State minus 23 and a half. Danny got the other side of Nebraska and the other side of the total, Nebraska minus six and a half over 54 and a half. Uh, lock agreement on the Fresno, Yukon under, and then a lock agreement with Bud on the under in UTEP, New Mexico State. He is also, as we just heard, the uh, in on San Jose State. Bud's got Fresno over. 24 and a half in the first half against UConn. The uh, the triple threat of UCLA Hawaii plays UCLA first half minus nine and a half UCLA first quarter minus four and a half UCLA over 22 and a half uh, and UTEP New Mexico State under 60 and then also in on San Jose State minus 23 and a half. Okay. Money line sprinkles time. So Who's got him? Just Chip? Am I the only one who's I, got? I got one. Okay. Do they have to be dogs, by the way? Uh, No. They don't have to. I think we've had like a betting underdog has a money line of like minus 105. And I think we cleared that to go. Because the idea well, is. Like I can't take UCLA minus 210 for the first half for a money line sprinkle. I mean. I'm not like I don't care either way. I, I, just, I prefer. I, we've typically stuck to underdogs. Yeah, okay, cool. With with like I'll this upset. You know, yeah. I already yeah. have three UCLA first half bets, so that's probably enough. Yeah. Although in real life, I will say yes. minus two ten is nice. I'm not betting the spread, but if anybody's pulling off an upset this weekend, these guys. So <laughs> Illinois plus two twenty. Lock agreement. Uh, I will be sprinkling Illinois plus two twenty as well. Uh, Home, listen, two to one for home dog week zero. Weird stuff. Twenty two super seniors, most in the country. Let's go, big time experience. Isaiah Williams. We're not even asking you to be a quarterback anymore. Just go do your thing. Make plays in space. Mm-hmm. Hey, Danny. There's a two or uh, Tom. There's a plus two thirty five out there. By the way. Well, then I guess we're going plus two thirty five. <laughs> uh, two of them. Yeah. You're gonna have to let me know where that is. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Can I pick your brain on this real quick? Sure. So they're dealing 220, 230, and you know, at a lot of these these shops. You can get 175 for the first half money line. I almost like, do you think Illinois has the depth to to to, to play, pull off pull this off for the full game? And obviously, since you're betting it, I think your answer is yes. But like how did you think about first half at all? Uh no, I, I just mostly thought about the full game because it's a homer pick more than anything. But it's <laughs> I, I do think they have the depth. Yeah, I, I don't think that I think, you know, because they do have so many returning starters and they have a lot of now, you know, sophomores behind them instead of what typically in the last few years under Lovey Smith had been like freshmen being relied on on the two deep. I think that you're getting more. There's more sophomores than freshmen on the two deep. And I think that they've been developed pretty well. So I don't think they're, you know, 
outstanding, but I don't think there's as big of a drop off between the first and second units as there had been in recent years. Gotcha. So what kind of price can I get on New Mexico State? The best I could find, bud. Let me know if you could find one bigger, but the best I see is 315. Hmm. 315. Uh, 315. Let's。スプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクルスプリンクル
plus 320. Make sure that you subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us, youtube.com slash cover3. We are going to be continuing to enhance that multi-platform excellence. So you want to be a part of it. I know you do. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. See ya. you imaginary friends are real this is just so exciting now get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined showtime ryan reynolds john krasinski kaylee fleming fiona shaw phoebe waller bridge Louis gossett jr matt damon emily blunt george clooney maya rudolph bradley cooper sebastian maniscalco john stewart sam rockwell aquafina keegan michael key and steve carell i need to throw up or i need a snack it's one of the two gross if ready pg parental guidance suggested written and directed by john krasinski